Hi, my name's Monty Rowland, and I'm with Simply Us Farm in North Carolina. One of the activities this spring, along with the farm, has been taking a class with a group called IDEO, and they're a design firm. And they're, they are world-class, and they offer classes in design thinking and innovation. For my day job, I had the opportunity to take this class from IDEO called Insights for Innovation. And it's the first class in a three-part series. And this class is, helps you to observe, interview, and develop insights. Kind of the three main areas that they help you develop skills in. So this has been a wonderful class. And what I did was, did the class projects based on Simply Us Farm. And Simply Us Farm is a, a small farm in North Carolina. We are not a vegetable farm. Instead, we have, um, things are a little different. We have elderberries, we have figs, we have blackberries. We have uh, cactus, the prickly pear cactus. We have olives. And so it's been, the Simply S Farm has been this giant laboratory. And so we've, and, and really, maybe instead of laboratory, maybe I should call it a prototype. So it's, it's been one of those labors of love. My wife and I started it. Wow, this, is, this will be our third season after we bought the farm. And it's been a forward plunge. So it really worked well to integrate what we're doing with the farm. And as we decide what the farm needs to look like when it grows up, this was perfect timing to take the class. Because in the class, we're learning how to develop empathy for the customer. And so when it comes to farming, farming is a difficult proposition, especially when you're doing something other than vegetable farming and you're selling through traditional routes. So with vegetable farming, think about you grow squash, you grow tomatoes, you sell at the farmer's market or you sell at a roadside stand. With Simply Us Farm, we really don't have that as an option because I have a, a, a full-time job and so the farming is, is on this hobby scale. So we have to um, come about this in a different way we're not on the farm every day during the week. And so there's a, a lot of opportunity there to do things differently. At the same time, we have to do things differently because we can't do that traditional route of um, a truck farm or vegetable farm. So this class was great because what I've been able to do is to better understand who might be a customer for Simply Us Farm through observing, through interviews, and now developing insights. So this part of the class I'm working on right now, my class project, is to turn the work we've done with observing and interviewing, actually turn that into insights and tell some stories. So kind of walking through that, wanna look at what should an insight be? Well, an insight should inform, it should inspire, and it should also be memorable. So what we're to, trying to do now is to take all these data points that we've collected and then turn them into something that's 
interesting and informs and inspires and so that we can better understand who might be a customer of Simply Us Farm. And then also, too, how does the farm need to change to serve those customers? So what I don't want to do is to say, well, here's this rigid solution I have. And I started out with some solutions, and some of those I've realized are going to have to change. And some of those I didn't know about, and in the process of working through this, I've started to say, well, maybe there's an opportunity or a space here. I'm trying, working on developing those insights. And I think it's really important that what I'm not doing is taking my preconceptions for solutions. For example, the rent-a-tree solution that we were thinking, or rent-a-bush, where you would actually purchase the production of one tree or bush for the year. Kind of looked at that and, and found out some of the issues with that service. And the issues weren't that the service was bad. The issues really had to do with the tyranny of distance, how far the farm is from the customer. And then other things that came up as a part of those interviews. What I had to do was to pivot. When I realized that, okay, this, this solution isn't such a great solution for a lot of the people we're talking to, at that point had to go and say, okay, now what I want to do is how do I create an opportunity? And so, and that opportunity should look like a space where we can develop solutions that are more tailored to the customer. So leaving that rigid, preconceived solution behind instead of saying, okay, what is this space? Where is this area where we have customers that want a solution, will embrace a solution, will purchase a solution, and will think it's wonderful? The work I've done has helped, helped define that space and open up that space where I can look for opportunities to fill that space. And this has been a wonderful class. It's definitely been a, um, a journey for me developing my skills. And I think, too, that when it comes to developing empathy for your customers, there's also a, a certain amount of personal journey that has to go along with that. Because one of the things I've learned in this class, and, and really I sort of knew it, but nowhere near this depth, is that I need to go from, and it may start with preconceived solutions, but as we go forward, we've got to be able to pivot, take those preconceived solutions, and then open up that space. Now, one of the things that can be difficult is if you have an emotional attachment or some institutional momentum or a directive to pursue a specific solution, then you've got to be really careful because as you're interviewing customers and observing, if you're operating on more of a shallow level with this process, really what you're trying to do is confirm your solution. Instead, you want to risk. You want to take risks. You want to say, okay, what can I actually develop? Then you go, no, no, that's not what I want to understand. What I want to understand 
is what is what is the customer thinking and feeling? What are their needs? What what's important to them? And then at that point, I'm not concentrating on that solution. I'm concentrating on the customer. So after I've talked to customers and interviewed and observed, then what I can come back and do is develop insights about those customers. Still not developing solutions yet. I'm developing insights. And in the process of developing insights, we review those insights and better understand those customers. Now I've got a jumping off point and a space I've created where we can start brainstorming and innovating and adding solutions to those space. But at this point, we're adding solutions that are informed by what we've learned. They're informed by our customers' voices. And that's really valuable because then that gives us a much better starting point for developing those solutions than we had before. So every time we learn more about the customers, we have a better opportunity to develop better solutions. Part of the trick is to set aside those preconceived solutions or even mandated solutions and learn about the customer in the context of the customer, not in the context of what solution you already want to impose on the customer. So these have been great skills for me to learn and to expand on. So some, and that's made this a wonderful class for me. It's been a personal journey, kind of a growth. And I think with this type of soft skill, I've had to be willing to grow personally in order to improve this skill. Since it is a soft skill as, you're, as I'm interviewing and observing, I have to be willing to accept what I'm seeing. I have to be open to new things. I have to be able to set aside my biases and prejudices and then look at that with new eyes. And that definitely takes an emotional decision and a a move forward. It's kind of maybe a good way to explain that is that I've had to step back and instead step into the world of the customer. And so in the process of doing that, I better understand the customer. And you kind of go from sympathizing with the customer's needs and situation to actually empathizing. And I think when we empathize and we feel what that customer's feeling, then all of a sudden it becomes more real to us and gives us that information that we need to, to think about what products and services could fit. The next level is to actually be moved by the customers, the customers' needs, wants, desires, context, situation. And when we're moved, then we're inspired. And you can be inspired in any of these spots that I've just described or any of these states, you know, the sympathy, the empathy. But the all I think one of the the peaks of our our work here 
is to actually let the customer inspire us. Because when we're inspired, then we're ready to do inspired products and services. And that's where the big win is. If you get a chance to take a class with IDEO, I think the class has been world-class, amazing. I'm very glad my employer provided me with the opportunity to take this class. I've enjoyed it. I've grown. And this has been a wonderful plunge into sharpening my product development skills and also changing in some ways how I look at the world. So that's one of the nice things about developing products is we have to be able to pivot and we have to be able to empathize with our customers and we have to be ready to change how we look at the world based on new facts, new data, new information, new observations and be able to pivot. And that makes all this exciting. Hopefully this has inspired you to develop your skills and maybe even develop them through IDEO. Like I said, I don't have any relationship to IDEO other than this class, but it's been wonderful. It's been world-class. So I hope that this inspires you, and I hope this is helpful. This is Monty Rowland, signing off.